0: well george thanks for coming to hang man Um, i don't know if you've done a lot of podcasts in the past but we appreciate you coming and definitely it's my first coming hanging out with us um (laughs) uh, interested to hear about uh i understand that you're an active uh, firefighter um and you also Written a few books and you're a co-owner of Black Market Bar and Grill, so you got a lot going on, man. Yeah. Um. So it's pretty rad to have you here, and thanks for coming to well, talk with us. And thank stuff. you for having me.
1: Uh, everything you named, my my primary interest is I'm in a beer league ice hockey team. So that's okay. That's your that's I your am. pride I've and joy it, right there. That ah, is hockey. all I think about. It, it's it's disgusting because I'm, I'm terrible. At I think the whole everyone in the league is you know it's, it's just a bunch of guys past their prime and kids that you know. Better athletes than us, playing. still, man. He's uh,
2: badass, though.
1: Oh, I love it! Yeah, I love it. God,
0: Our uh, my wife's really good friends with that, so some really good friends of ours are like super into hockey. Uh, they got family up in Wisconsin, and they um, their son's playing little league hockey up at Pelham Civic Center, yeah, sure. and they always go to the Bulls games, you know, now that the Bulls are back playing again and stuff. Sure. And so, yeah, I don't know, does Birmingham have a I decent guess so. hockey scene? I,
1: for, for beer league, it's great. I was, beer league, hockey. Yeah, I just uh, decided, you know, they'll let me rent the ice as much as I want, so I just I created my own league, and we, we just play. Oh, so you created the league. I created the – I'm in a few leagues. It's, okay. It's, it's, I'm going to get embarrassed talking about this because, again, it's all I think about. But, yeah, we have one league that's just us, and uh, it's just my friends. So everyone uh, – I decided that I don't just want to play with my friends. I want to play against my friends, too. I've got no mm-hmm. interest i'm mean, 48 years old i don't want to go out there and fight some guy you know yeah. like this is this is for fun so uh it's a good time do
0: yeah, you have you just have you always had a passion for hockey yeah. i mean how would you get kid. into hockey I'm of all I things
1: Remember being a kid watching you know on the few cable channels we had that showed rangers games and you know i just got into it as a kid and never went away never did you play away. when you were a kid no i didn't there was a there wasn't that much exposure to ice then there was a roller hockey league i was, I was, was gonna say was street well. hockey street hockey yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh i, I kind of missed that but that would probably really tear me up man i mean oh yeah again like we talked about skateboarding earlier that's the that pavement is hard I and mean, ice is hard but ice pavement, is freaking hard too, hard man. a pavement is but ice
0: at least you're gonna
2: slide, slide out, out. Yeah. yeah it's
1: got some momentum
2: yeah
0: i've gone up there and skated a few times with the pelham thing but yeah i don't know i guess there's not a big being in the south just hockey i don't know never pay attention to hockey and stuff but i got a friend of mine in austin Super huge into hockey, man. He loves it, and um, uh, he's got like a bulls tattoo and oh, stuff. Really and bad. yeah, dude, yeah. he's like hard. Yeah. One of the first time I met him, we were uh, kayaking down the Cahaba, and that's one of the first questions I asked I was like, "You got a bulls tattoo?" He's like, "Yeah, dude, I love hockey and stuff." So uh,
1: I've got one sister, and uh, she lives in Austin, and that's one of the coolest cities on earth. Now. Really? Yeah. Have you ever been out there, Austin? I, I went out I've there. Been there to like, San Antonio. I've never I went to Austin, Austin like five years ago. It's something Maybe else. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, it was awesome. It's, yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about hockey. Whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> no, man. Like, uh, um,
0: well, dude, tell me about how you got into uh, to firefighting. Uh, which came first, uh, running bars or fighting fires?
1: It happened owning my own bars and firefighting. It happened at the exact same time. Really? It was. That's why everything people are like, oh, how do you do both now? And compared to when I started out, this is nothing. Um, I bartended my whole life, started when I was 20 uh, at Chili's. Chili. Chili's. I know, <laughs> I, I know. I tease my wife all the time that I'm going to get a part-time job now at Chili's just to get back in the social drama of uh, goofing off the waitresses and yeah. listening to them complain about boyfriends and stuff. And, uh, anyway, but Chili's. And then I worked at the mill. Uh, I was in Five Points South for about eight years. Okay. I worked there for eight years. And I started hating my boss at the time so bad. I was like, I'm going to open my own bar. I can do this. I can do this better than yeah. you. Well, yeah. it's just, I can just do it without you, you know, and, uh, saved up and we signed a lease the same month that the fire department called and said they were going to hire me. So wow. It was okay. Wow. Well, you know, I went from nothing to we're going to work a lot. Yeah. And, uh, it was rookie school. It was like 17 weeks. going would be there at six in the morning and we opened speakeasy. It was my first bar downtown during that so i would work till 2 a.m and get up at 5 30 morning to be out rookie school did that for 17 weeks and i mean it was tough but like i said when i got through with it i knew that i mean I can do anything yeah so well, um, dude, that's crazy yeah fighting was, oh, i'm sorry to cut you off no no no
0: um I have a tendency to cut you off. No, uh, no, no, no. I was gonna say I, I spent a lot of time rebel. at Speakeasy before. Uh... Did you really? Yeah, man, it was oh, a lot of fun. Man. Cool I, spot.
1: I tell people we're ahead of our time because when we were down there, we were the only bar around, and like it was just isolated. It was us out of our theater. And yeah. Our clothes moved up to Southside. Five years later, you know, downtown's a mecca of
0: social. Mm-hmm. Now, how and long did Speakeasy last?
1: Uh, opened in 2006, and in 2012, I really got in my head. I wanted a second black market bar and grill, so we closed speakeasy slash moved it into a south side black market bar and grill
0: so you were doing speakeasy and the original black market 280 at the same time Mm -hmm. but you started speakeasy first right okay and then you're like i'm not busy enough doing firefighting (laughs) and running one bar i'm gonna open another bar uh called black market bar and grill with evil bartenders and uh yeah we used to live over next to the colonnade like four or five years ago. So okay. We'd, we'd go over there all the time. Pablo's right I across. Forget, yeah, I forgot yeah. lived over there. It's, it was uh, awesome, man. It's a cool 13 little spot. 13 years
1: in that spot. And uh, people begged me not to do it in that spot. And they were like, you're crazy. And I'm like, why? And they're like, there's nothing like this over here. And I'm like, you're making my point. And now people come to me, and like, you're a genius for being over there, mainly because of the parking. Mm. I, I mean, it's a park, you know.
0: Giant the, parking hey, lot, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. You can get off 459 right there. It's, so I'm lucky. I, I lucked out on that.
0: That's awesome. Well, the whole area over there on that like Cobber River Road where it comes down, mm-hmm. we lived in an apartment right behind that Chevron, and then, you know, fast forward to today, there's like you know Lifetime Fitness came, but oh yeah, when Lifetime was oh, there, yeah. nothing else was there, yeah. and now you got a Publix and you got that giant oh, shopping sure, center sure. and you got Slice Pizza yeah. and you got, God, I drive through there and it's just like. There's a million people. Yes. So, yeah, it seems like you guys are in prime location. Yeah. That spot.
1: Just right in the middle of it. So I'm happy.
0: But Speakeasy and Black Market, uh, kind of two different vibes. Um, Black Market's got a really cool theme, I guess. Where did the whole evil bartender's kind of catchphrase come from? It
1: sounds cool. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the, the weirdest people, like uh, when I registered it with GoDaddy.com, you know, and they were like, one of the girls called me back, and she was like, hey. And I'm like, hey. And she's like. I just want to tell you that's a really cool domain name man i was just like well thank you she at the time she's like do you have it on a shirt and i was like well at the time i didn't but uh no it just uh open speakeasy and i just uh you know you went to it it was my heart on my sleeve i'm super into comics super into horror movies b-movies punk rock uh barbie dolls old barbie doll posters and stuff i just (laughs) skateboards. skateboard decks anything I was into would just go on the walls mm-hmm. and uh, Speakeasy was good for us because we kind of fine-tuned what we wanted to do and then when we opened the first black market we kind of combined that fun sort of I jokingly call it a clubhouse Speakeasy mm-hmm. with let's try and make this a real business you know Speakeasy had six or seven employees and i got two black markets. I think I've got 80 total. Wow. So I, I know, right? Full but, kitchen. But I mean, I you know guys balls. do food and everything. You know, no, no, I'm just kidding.
0: Did speakeasy serve food? No. Didn't no, y'all didn't do Just do food. drinks. Okay.
1: Um, and back then, this, this whole food truck phenomenon wasn't around. So I didn't have that, you know. Or if it was, I didn't know about it. I didn't have the option to have a food truck outside. You right. know, like a lot of bars. There's a bar. A friend of mine just opened one in Woodlawn. And, uh, you know, they have a food truck out there on the weekends, which is great. You know, people can eat and drink and get it all and he didn't have to have a kitchen yeah but that wasn't really a luxury that i was exposed to in you know 2006 not sure sure. so
0: man uh i don't know what it takes to start a bar uh i think battling with the abc board would be a challenge you know just getting your liquor license and stuff
1: it's the city of birmingham really the abc you know they both have their rules the abc spells it out for you I found that Birmingham sort of made you guess what you were supposed to do in advance. Right, really? mm-hmm. we got burned a couple of times. Like, you know, we would have everything we thought was ready, and they'd be, oh, you didn't know that you had to do X, Y, Z, yeah, and it would add a month on. So now you're talking a month of me paying a lease with no income, and uh, you know, Speakeasy. We, you know, we applied for a loan, we borrowed some money from the bank, and saved up for it, and black market. I don't recommend this to anybody, <laughs> but I put it on credit cards. So. Okay. Max out all your credit cards. I, I, every single one of them. It was ridiculous. Uh you know.
0: Well, it seems to have paid off. At no, least. it did, um, it
1: did. I just uh again I, I was lucky in that regard. So
0: how much longer after the um uh, so you guys did speakeasy. Mm-hmm. Uh why did speakeasy come to an end?
1: It it goes back to we had black market on two hundred eighty and it was it started going really well. And I was like, this is a functional business. And we're making money, and I've got employees, and they're making great money, and people are telling me, and the food was going great and getting good reviews. I decided I wanted another one in Birmingham. And I got in my head on one in Southside. And at the time, again, maybe now with downtown booming like it is, it's a separate entity. But back then, when in 2012, it seemed like Southside and downtown were just too close to have both. Mm-hmm. So I was going to take what I do at Speakeasy, find a kitchen, restaurant, move it up into the Southside.
0: Did you guys land in the the five points
1: location originally? The one we're in now? Yeah. yeah. Our first no, in two thousand twelve we were in uh the old Dugan's. It's up on Highland. Uh on the other side of Chick fil A. It's it's for lease now. If you okay. walked out of Mellow Mushroom and just looked straight the big. The right. it's like down there right. on the right, yeah, yeah. Um on the corner was Bell Bottoms, yeah, some dance clubs mm-hmm. and Dugan's was next to it. Okay so uh
0: that building that once was bell bottoms and a million other places all club related sure. it's, still empty, it? It? it's still empty isn't it still empty dude what's the deal man that seems like a prime spot
1: it i think it's uh it's barbers owns it and they want an astronomical amount hmm. man and they do I, i've always thought that that's part of it um barbers was hard on us and i could imagine that it probably even got worse because in the last few years real estate's gotten even more mm-hmm. expensive to lease
0: well, it seems like there's definitely a renaissance going on. Five Points, sure, um, sure. A lot of new businesses and a lot of stuff I haven't even tried or been to yet. Um, does Barber's own the building that you guys are in? No, right no, now? no, 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 okay. no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, good for you. Um, what was there before you guys? I can't remember.
1: What uh, was There, it was a bar called Twist and Shout. Okay, that oh, was my down. dog being crazy. Right? Oh, man, this chair.
0: Oh, was it sinking on you? It just sank on me. Oh, Ooh. sorry,
1: dude. Oh, I these guys put me in a chair in the sink. So.
0: Is it still sinking? No, it's good. Okay, it. well, if it does, we'll trade you uh, out. No, sorry, man. No, I'm good. Uh, what were you talking about? Was uh, was what was the, at the
2: oh, uh, Twist and Shout? Twist and Shout. It was a
1: dueling that. piano bar. Uh, I never went to it, and it wasn't open that long. But when I on Speakeasy, sometimes on our slower nights, I would venture out to see where everyone was. And for the few months it was open. I it it had crowds around the block. It seemed like shout. maybe sort of a. I don't little remember that at all, game. man. Yeah. They would dueling pianos and you could pay to have certain songs played or something. That else.
0: sounds so cool. Yeah, yeah. Y'all didn't yeah. want to. Do y'all have a piano in the. No. Y'all don't have a piano. Okay. Y'all got a big spot, man. That's we huge.
1: Did. In Five Points? Yeah, the oh, Five yeah, Points sure. location it's is the massive. old mail, so.
0: Dude, it's crazy. Um, well, I'm glad you guys are doing well. Whole black market thing. Yeah, uh, you guys have great food. Thank uh, you very much. Last time we were up there we saw a friend of mine play. Uh he was playing a little gig with his girlfriend and um I think I got the chicken strips or something. Yeah, fill his Best out. chicken strips I've this had. Is good. I man. was like, dude, it's like a whole chicken breast and y'all slice it up in the deep fry it or something. It's not like a normal chicken tender you would get not to get off on chicken tenders. The dinners. tendies. But dude, those tendies were so good. <laughs> I was like, This is the best ones in town. So congratulations. Well thank you. Are we uh
1: are we cussing here or not cussing here? It's,
0: it's kind whatever. of whatever. We don't censor anything okay on I mean, i'm not going
1: my way i'm not going go sometimes mother effin yeah yeah, yeah. say whatever you want man no but I, I just thinking about our chicken tenders when we first expanded to south side I, I rewrote yeah. the menu and we had this huge menu it was like four pages it was ridiculous Ooh. it was like cheesecake factory i mean like i, I was just throwing everything in the sun because now i've got two restaurants and i want to you know broaden our horizons and after a year i decided i was like you know what we're gonna strip it down to just the stuff that that's really good, and people want. And Phil's fingers are number one. Phil's fingers, Phil's fingers. okay. Yeah. What? What?
0: Where did the name? Phil's. Phil's
1: uh, he's my cook. He's my okay. Guy, the okay. Well, shout out Phil. I know. Uh, he he makes some uh, good fingers. Yeah, he's awesome. He's been with me, pretty much his whole ride over over ten years. Wow. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome.
0: Well, y'all got a lot of badass burgers. Um, Thank you. I know y'all have a pretty expensive. I've never tried to like. Correct me if I'm wrong. The name is like a trash can burger, where yeah. basically you just let the cook. Throw whatever it wants what? to in there. A, Yeah, I've never done that, but because uh, I'm afraid of what I'll end up with.
1: It's uh they they've made some insane stuff. They'll put a brownie sundae on one. A brownie yeah. sundae on a hamburger. They they've done <laughs> outrageous stuff. That was my daughter's thing. She went to a restaurant that had something similar to that. Mm. And I was like, well, we can get we can get way worse than that if you want to. So whatever.
0: Any uh any ideas to expand? Are you happy with the two bars? I don't understand how you do it. So you're co are you the owner? Are you the co-owner? Uh, do you have I partners, did, I guess, that I help, help you run I have, this enterprise? I have one
1: partner. She's awesome. Most okay, amazing woman. I have hardly ever met. She's so smart. It's Elise Yarbrough. Okay. Uh, she's one of my best friends, so she and I own both of them together.
0: All right. It's just us. Well, between that and the firefighting, um, I don't see how you have much time to do anything else. Most people would make just the bar thing a career and or firefighting a career, but you're doing both. Yeah, um. Uh, and he's playing hockey. And, and he's, he's playing hockey. And he's writing books. And he's coming and hanging out with us on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. Doing
1: podcasts and writing books. Uh, yeah, uh, there, there's talk of expansion. I want to go to Nashville. Yeah. So, so bad. Uh, huge Predators fan. Huge fan of the city. Um, I think there's a lot going on. Looking at a few spots up there, I think that could happen sometime. Uh, Lease... Uh, between the two of us, I'm more of the dreamer, and she's more of the grounded. So we we really work well together in that sense. But uh, she's interested in the beach. So hey, mm-hmm. there you yeah, go. Man. I know I can't blame that at all. In a perfect world, we could make Birmingham our home and have one north of here, and mm-hmm. then one at the beach. So man, that'd be fun. It would be fun. Um,
0: well, take me back, man. Uh, you are a Birmingham native. Uh, where did you grow up? East Lake. Okay. Morning mist and did you know at what age you said you started bartending around town and did that for a long time when did you decide hey man i think i'd like to do firefighting that sounds like fun
1: i've known since kindergarten i was gonna be a firefighter okay my old man's a firefighter was is was he's i mean he's still around he retired in uh 98 but he worked in birmingham too for about 23 24 years so i mean i knew it was always in the back of my mind that Eventually, I'm gonna to have to be a firefighter, just like him. He's mm-hmm. like my hero. So, he's he's a tough guy. He's a really good dude. Seems like a tough career, man. Uh, he he worked his whole career in Kingston, and at the time, that was the busiest area in town. And I've worked most of my career in East Lake, and that was the busiest area in town. And then they moved me to Legion Field, and I took the busiest title with me. So now we're the busiest. Oh wow! Uh, I mean, so what station oh. was the the East Lake? East Lake is station nineteen. Station nineteen and you
0: were there for how long? I've been on the department sixteen years. I think I've worked there thirteen. Wow, okay. So a good chunk. That's awesome. Yeah. What does it take to be a firefighter? You mentioned the the school that you have to go through. And correct me if I'm wrong. To be a firefighter, do you also have to be a paramedic?
1: You don't have to be a paramedic for Birmingham, you have to be an EMT. That's what I am. I'm not a paramedic. You're not a paramedic. Because
0: uh, that was just something. My, I, I come. We come from family. I was going to say, how did we not fall into this? I looked into it. Uh, my grandfather was fire chief in Adamsville. Oh and really? My uncle is a firefighter. He retired from uh, fire department in Prattville, Alabama. Okay. So um, I think my, our other other uncle, uncle David, also he did firefighting yes. for a little while, but he didn't make a lifelong career out of it. But uh, at some point in my late teens, I uh, went and volunteered at the department where my grandfather was the chief. and Was it volunteer or was it community service? It was kind of both. <laughs> we'll get into that later. But basically, I was like, well, let's give firefighting a shot because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my sure, life. Sure, sure. And one of the first days we were there, uh, they had some other guys there that were going to show us how to run an IV. Oof. And so he has just a long tube, and he – puts a needle in his own arm and he's just kind of showing us how to do it. Well, he starts just bleeding out all over the place, all over the floor. And he's like, oh, crap, I kind of got a mess. And immediately something just took over in my body where I felt like I was just about to pass out. And after researching a little bit further, I know you guys get a lot of calls for like car wrecks and like everything. And I was just like, I guess to me, that whole side of it, I just didn't know if I'd be able to, to stomach sure. it. You know what I mean? I get it. So, um, yeah, I, the whole medical side of, of firefighting. He's like, I could probably help fight fires. That would be cool. Yeah. Still dangerous, but.
1: No, Yeah, it's, it's, it's something know, else. Um, seeing,
0: like, mangled bodies on the side of the highway and stuff. Whew,
2: yeah. Know you, about yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be wild. Just stay in the truck.
1: You, get, <laughs> yeah. uh, you you either learn to accept that or you don't. um. I tell people a lot of sh- one of my, my armor what that stuff is humor. So I mean, every now and then you'll see something in a TV show or, or books or movies where they will allude to cops or firefighters, oh, excuse me having sort of it's a sick sense of humor., yeah and it's not because, you know, we're insensitive, it's to sort of mask things. Um, if it's kids that's always really screwed me up yeah kids i've seen some some bad stuff happen to children and i don't like that at Mm -hmm. all and uh i've i've again six sense of humor jokingly said i could walk over a a pile of of dead adults to see a child that's still alive and hurt really bad and Mm -hmm. that would be the part that screwed me up really bad so um
0: yeah it's a lot yeah uh have you fought any like major fires in your career? Sure. I mean, yeah, sure. Um, tell me some stories. You got anything where you uh, <laughs> stormed into a burning building uh, and you know rescued someone's cat or that something? That was
2: the the best thing about Christmas time was just catching up with. With our uncle and being like, yo, tell us some crazy firefighting stories. Now that we're older, he likes to tell us all the broken bone stories, and I'm like, tell us Dude. the, tell us the fun stuff like the
0: fires. He stuff. would have pictures and stuff. It was just man, no, 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 because man, like I said, they get like a lot of like uh, like car wrecks and stuff. Sure, they, that's you know, I, I don't know. You correct me, but it's like. Fighting some major building fires, probably a, a lot more rare than say, you know, car accidents that happen every day. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So he would see just all kinds of stuff and just tell us stories and I'm just like, dude, no way could I do that. The medical
1: side is is a larger percentage of it. I mean eighty percent.
0: Do you respond to all nine one one calls? Not I mean yes what's no. what's the okay. protocol? Because you always see an ambulance and it's typically followed by a fire truck.
1: Right. We always go if you call 911 for anything that's not just an actual, if anyone's hurt, sick, uh, car wrecks, overdoses, fires, of course, um, you know, we do a lot of welfare checks if uh, someone's not like, coming mm-hmm. to the door. Um, all right, I've got a store. You want a store? Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, lay it on us. Welfare check. So apartments in Eastwood. Oh, excuse me, Eastlake. And uh, it was me and two other firefighters. And at the time, inexplicably, a police officer was with us, a friend of mine. And uh, we walked down the hallway.
0: Now, when you, just to pause, when you say welfare check, what, what is that?
1: Uh, welfare check is someone in their family has been trying to get a hold of someone. We can't get in touch with them. We, we don't, don't know if he's, he's knocking them. on the door. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Met his son in the lobby downstairs. Said he'd been banging on his dad's door, and he couldn't get his dad to the door. His dad, you know, I can't remember his age, late 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. So the four of us, three three firefighters and a police officer happened to go up to the door in this hallway. It's a narrow, and I'm banging on the door, banging on the door. He doesn't come to the door. I have a key to the door. Fortunately, it didn't work. I'll tell you what. Fortunately, one. it well, didn't story, work. <laughs> all of a sudden, he opens the door, and he screams, you know, what do you want? We're at the fire department police. We're out here. And... uh. He doesn't say anything else. He's like, we're just checking on you. We stand there in silence for a second. He opens the door, and I'm not a gun guy. I can't tell you what a gun is, but it was a really big one in his hand. And I saw it first, and I told the police officer, I said, he's got a gun. And he's just standing there holding it, from me to you. And my friend, the police officer, called drew on him, and said, listen, sir, with the police department and the fire department, just put the gun down. He's just standing there holding the gun. Silence police officer tells him again, as calm as can be, sir, just put the gun down. And he raises it, puts it in my face. The policeman shoots him four times. Whoa,
0: dude.
1: uh, Last time I smoked pot, I was 12 years old. I was about to get on the phone and call someone to come and give me some up there in that hallway that day. Dude. He stumbles back into the apartment. It turns into a sort of a, a showdown situation. 50, easily 50 police show up. I mean, he won't come out. But he's in there shot. So he's been shot, but he's alive still. Yes. Oh, He eventually came out and he, I was, you know, and I'm the one on the radio. So I'm like, I need everybody, you know, (laughs) uh, that was a situation, man. Dude, that's insane.
2: Yo, I'm just checking to see if you're alive. Like, okay, you're here. You're good. Okay. All right.
1: They, uh, the chiefs of the department, you know, they took me downtown, police statements and all (laughs) that stuff. And they, you know, they had us out of service, so we're not firefighting anymore that night. And uh, they take us back to the station, and I was on some stupid, stupid no-carb diet. And they showed up, and they had, there was only four of us at the station. They had, like, a dozen milkshakes. And they were like, oh, George is going to drink those. You know, you know, I'm just like, <laughs> both of them. You know, I like. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here, not. man. I, was just, I swear to God, I've like, never drank. I was just like, I want to smoke drink. My nerves were gone
0: is that the first time you ever had a gun pulled on you uh, on, that, that on the job yeah. on the job yes wow on the job, yes dude that's crazy this stuff crazy. that, that firefighters crazy. have to deal with it's not related to fires at all any cats and trees does that really happen <laughs>
1: they, is that no, just in the movies pets, but no no cats and trees
2: no. where does that come from is that uh, like I think
1: they to small mayberry firefighters i don't know mayberry do that kind of stuff you know they would get the ladders out and help them yeah and uh Okay. shit i'd be fine with that yeah love
0: animals. That's what's great. a typical week for you guys how many calls do y'all respond to um especially being in downtown you know yeah. are, y'all, are you guys busier i guess than a fire department out in chelsea or something absolutely
1: yeah i'm at the busiest fire station in the state right now That's wow west, dude. it's station 21 uh right outside of it's near legion field okay um i worked yesterday well, we were on 13 calls i mean uh you know, I'm there for a 24-hour shift, and that, that that's a good bet.
0: Is it 24 on, 48 off? Mm-hmm. That's pretty standard, I guess, for most firefighters. Okay. Yeah,
1: once you get used to that schedule, you sort of become addicted to it. It's it's good. So, I mean, you're asking how I do black market. You know, I'm there for 24 hours, and, you know, I get my ass handed to me. You know, I can just kind of calm down. Like, today is my next day. Yeah. And I've got all day today and tomorrow to do black market stuff, you know, play hockey, you yeah. know, hang out with my pets.
0: So is black market – uh I mean, it seems like a well-oiled machine. Um, how often, do you have to go up to black market every time you're free? I mean, no, how, how hard is it to manage?
1: I've got great managers at both. It, it, it's it's pretty self-sustained. Uh, what I do, uh, I like to make the shirts, the graphic designs, the menus, stuff like that. Yeah. And a, a lot of what I do is just sort of my presence, you know. So if I just show up there, I mean, they're always doing what they're supposed to, but Sometimes you have to go up there and just make sure. Yeah, it's pretty. Just kind of check yeah. it out. Sure.
0: How hard was it to? Uh, you were talking about the the school. For anybody out there who might be listening, who's thinking about becoming a firefighter, what were some of the things you have to do to to get on board? Is it is it hard to become a firefighter in Birmingham? Is there a it, lot of demand? Now, I mean...
1: it's easier now just because there's such a demand for it. But okay. back then it was it was tough. We were talking about that the other day. When I got hired, there was a class of thirty of us. And when I went to take the first test, it was the six hundred and there was easily eleven hundred people in that room. Wow. So and the test is someone smarter than me can tell you what kind of test it was. It was sort of a mix of common sense and an IQ test and then just basic, you know, physical three, three times three. Yeah. Well that, that the written. But then the physical is, you know, running a mile and a half, uh thirty push ups, you know, basic stuff.
0: You're not doing the stuff I see these like uh I don't know what they call it. It's like the firefighting games or something where these dudes are like standing the ladder up and they're climbing the ladder as they're standing it up and, you know, doing all this wild stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, they don't make you do any of that for your training.
2: How fast can you scale a five story building with one ladder?
0: How many fires have you fought, uh, in Uh, Metro Birmingham? Any big fires I would have heard about or known about a lot of house
1: fires, I guess. A lot of house fires. Um, They used to keep a tally of how many, and in my career, it was over 600.
0: Over Mm. 600. Mm. Mm. Um, We had uh, my neighbors, Nathan and uh, his brother, uh, they're the brothers that started uh, domestic coffee. Okay. So they're in Saturn, and we got on the topic. When Saturn, you know, their sprinkler system went off because of a fire, he said, you know, the most common what caused that fire at Saturn was was the, the dishwasher. Oh, really? And so he said that was one of the most common uh, things to cause a house fire. It was a dishwasher. I don't know
1: about dishwashers, just appliances in general.
0: Just appliances mm-hmm. in general. Yeah.
1: And, I, you know, there, there's like a fire season, like when it first starts getting cold in the winter, because people will do bizarre things to stay warm, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Build a, a campfire spa- in their house. <laughs> space heater, and they'll stick it under their bed and then leave, and the space heater was fall oh just stupid stuff.
0: Do you guys have to diagnose? I mean, is there like a? branch of the fire department that actually goes out there to figure out what, what caused the fire yeah. Yeah, sure
1: uh, one of my close friends uh derek camp just became an investigator so there's a handful they come out at the end of the fires and take pictures and try to figure out exactly what it sure. where the hot so point arson. was and that's wild too More arson that was one thing i learned in this there's a lot of arson
0: yeah what
2: well didn't we run into uh we talked to uh real estate uh mogul uh Uh, blake schultz blake and he was talking about one of the one of the uh commercial what am i saying one of the apartment buildings that he they acquired oh the
0: big fire that was over there um i don't know if this is what you're talking about yes
2: yes they acquired it from somebody who originally owned the apartment building and they had it was they had burned the building down trying to get money from insurance and they had declared it arson or something yeah
0: that was over behind uh like uptown area i think over okay. there behind Top Golf. but the one that uh speaking to that apartment fire there was a major apartment fire over in lakeview okay. um did, did y'all hear about that or know no, anything about that the it's uh it was like that they're still working on those oh, damn they're apartments still working oh. in the building and they yeah, and I mean, half of it burned down, and then they came back and, and, like, AL.com did, like, an article about it was arson. That's sure. what I was talking about. Yeah. Is
1: that not the same? It's not the same. Okay. A well. friend of mine was— A lot of arson going
0: on I and burning—people yeah. <laughs> burning shit down. No, know.
1: A friend of mine was—got hurt pretty bad in that. He, uh—they were in, like, a bucket on a truck, like, up in the air. Yeah. And the fire flashed on him. He got too close, and he started burning alive. He had to jump. What? 30 feet. I mean, that doesn't sound that far, but, I mean, it broke both his legs. I mean— Okay, so
0: what does that mean exactly when you say the fire flashed
1: on him? Just they got it just just flashed ignited pretty much more I guess. Yeah, um, I mean it's more common. I mean that may be the wrong term and what happened, but uh, all of a sudden it flared up on them. And he's Uh, up in the bucket over it like a right, right, like spraying down and stuff into it. Man, uh, it was him and another guy. Another guy fortunately didn't get hurt, but man, he he had to jump. That's I know. I mean, yeah, that of course that beats dying, of course, but. Man, that's tough. Uh,
0: 30 feet jump to keep from burning alive. Sure. Yeah, that's a tough That split-second decision. decision. Yeah, no, no, just like, it's just like... Dude, my grandfather, he would tell stories all the time about some of the fires he went into, and he went into one, and uh, smoke filled the room, building, kind of got lost, uh, was able to find his way back out, but he almost stepped through a doorway, and for whatever reason, he, or he started down a set of stairs, and then for some reason, he just had this feeling like, don't go down these stairs, and he turned around and went back out and after they got the fire put out he went back and he could see everything and if he had taken like one or two more steps the rest of the stairway was gone he would have just like fell into the abyss you know so i hear stories about like stuff like that all the time
1: it happens like uh
0: i can't imagine how scary that'd be like going into a smoke filled room not being able to see that's
1: that's what i tell people all the time is like i'm uh, i'm not some tough guy i'm not at all but like i've never been in a house fire where I can see flames, and even really been worried about it. It's when you're in a house that you know is on fire, and you can't see a damn thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's blacker than you having your eyes shut. It's crazy, and so you're wandering around in there, knowing it'd be 200 degrees. Sometime you'll be crawling around in pitch black, and that sucks. I mean, that's that's What's the
0: what's the protocol? Do you ever go into a ho- a home, alone, or I mean, you no, always you... have like a guy on your? Who me? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I've done some really silly stuff I wasn't supposed to in the past, Uh, but now it's general protocol. General protocol is at least you don't go in alone. Okay. Buddy system, two in, two out.
0: Are you guys? Do you guys have radios like inside your headsets and stuff?
1: Uh, Just carry radios.
0: Okay, but if you got a full face mask on, you speak through. You just speak through. Yeah,
1: I mean it's, it's garbled, but you can still make out well, I mean you yeah. know you could communicate yeah. something if you had to
0: have you ever had any close calls inside a of a home where you couldn't see or got lost or something I've
1: never gotten lost uh I was in a house that big two-story house monstrous two-story house and uh they were a family was having some sort of gathering they were frying fish on the back porch and set the back house on fi- the back of the house on fire and it's odd driving over there they said on, they called back and said hey we've got the fire out because they'd put out The grill, but they didn't know the fire had gotten into the wall. So I was upstairs crawling around, on a staircase that they had built, and it went from you know I don't know it's it's cool in here right now. It went from feeling like this to being inside of an oven in about 20 seconds, and my heart dropped out. Man, I was like, and we were in this staircase. I mean, I'm a bigger guy. The staircase was, like later I got to see it in light. It was homemade. Like it was like this, real narrow. and Yes, and they were screaming for me to get out. There's a, I've got a picture of it. I'll, I'll try to find it send it to you guys sometime. Yeah, dude, bring right. it up. When I came out of the door, I'm sure y'all seen Star Wars. It was like when the Death Star blew up behind the Millennium Falcon, and just fire. I went 30 feet, and I, this sounds so stupid. I just laughed. I just, man, okay, you know dude, my, that's crazy. Family didn't think it was that funny, but you know, it's funny. just like, oh man, I almost died for real. So.
0: Um, how long are you gonna stick with firefighting?
1: I can get a calculator and I can count the days for you.
0: Oh, really? Oh, so you got a set date when you're. Nah, you're uh
1: you can retire at 20. Uh, I'm right at 16 years. So you nice. still so got four years left. Yeah, I'm going to do four more years. Then yeah, after yeah. that, just. Yeah, I just, like I said, I really want to go into Nashville. Yeah, so, okay. I'm not waiting the four years for that. But if I get it now, I mean, that's going to be tough. It's going to be a lot of driving mm-hmm. and coming back every third day. Yeah. You know, Dude, that and insane. the beach. Sure, on the beach. Mm-hmm. I'm Both ways. Woo! <laughs> Thank you for remembering that, man. Mm-hmm. I try not like I want that so bad. I don't even think about it all the time. It's just like that'd be awesome. It does it's sound awesome. Going both ways. You
2: know? What are you thinking? Like Orange Beach or yeah,
1: Orange Beach or Gulf Shores mainly, just because uh, you get into Florida and the liquor laws over there, are man, bizarre. Oh man, you know? I, yeah, I
2: bet. So freaking, man.
1: Yeah. Well, Gulf Shores isn't that. I don't
0: know, man. It just seems like saturated. Like I don't know, maybe. Seems like trying to open a bar in a tourist destination would be oh, yeah, really tough. I know. I know. <laughs> keeping your head above water and keeping people in there. Um, tell me about your books, man. Uh, I don't uh, just kind of like googling you and stuff before you came over. Um, what you wrote two books? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I, it's true. But I, I've written a bunch of books. I just only had two published. <laughs> only two so published. I, okay. I've got a stack of ones that they told me no thanks. So no, I'm just kidding. Uh, both the books I had published were non-fiction uh, the first one was account of, An Account of Nothing okay uh, yeah I feel like I saw that on Amazon it's a series of short stories that pretty much are all the same set in the same world which is uh, I grew up in East Lake I said it's about punk rock fire and death mm. um, I ran with a really tough crowd in East Lake good mm. guys some of them you know didn't make it yeah um, uh, but you know it was sort of a. I wrote about that and then of fighting fire in the exact same neighborhoods you know uh, unsung and uncounted was the second book i wrote and it was pretty much the same theme it was almost like I, I, the outtakes from the first one stories and essays i'd written that i liked but they didn't fit into the theme of the first book
0: okay so just like short stories from your own experience mm-hmm. i guess and just Do you say these you are on say. Amazon? Mm-hmm.
2: Can we pull can we pull one of those up Jeff?
0: Yeah, what Please? would that be called? Um some can flip too yeah I'm sure but uh what was the idea behind writing these I mean you said uh, did I, you always have, did you have a passion for writing too <laughs> just I, like oh, I just, gotta jot this stuff down
1: yeah I just uh yeah always I've always been into writing mm. um, a long time ago back in 2007 I was in a fire and uh, my hand got burned and no big deal but uh it it got infected and it got in my bloodstream and, you know, so I have this mark on my hand and I show it to them. They're like, "We well, you have to go to the doctor. And the next shift, I go in and show them. And they're like, you should go to the doctor for this. Said, okay. And the doctor loses it on me. And I'm like, what's going on? I mean, I can make a fist. It was just a little swollen. And he said, well, it's going to need your bloodstream and it's going to kill you. And I was like, huh. Oh. But, you know, I feel fine. And I mean, I'm a pretty active guy. What? So they put me in the hospital for a week. And I never even stayed overnight in the hospital ever. So I'm in the hospital for a week. And I truly think I went insane. Like, you can see stuff that I wrote before that week and then after. That week changed me. Because, like, I, I did not respond well to being, like, it was, like, being in prison. Yeah. So so what not tell you you're going to die. They, like, I don't know.
0: They... Did you get some kind of poison or something it, on it, your so skin?
1: <laughs> it, something got into my bloodstream and staff, and but they were like, this, this could kill you. They put me on this prescription. I don't know what it was. He said it was $85 a pill. Damn, so, dude. And I was like. When nice I, little when they hospital that, bill. I was like, what can I get for this on the street? And they were like. That's not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny.
0: <laughs> so this is your book uh, that Jeff pulled up, An Account of Nothing. Yeah. What year did, did this first come out? Oh, my goodness. This?
1: Shoot, I may need you to tell me that. Uh, it's been a while, I it's guess. It's been a minute, yeah, 12, 13, maybe.
0: Wow, okay.
1: That picture the fire tower. Uh, it's the highest spot in Jefferson County. It's inexplicably still standing right now. It's on Western Mountain. Whoa. Sweet. Yeah.
2: Fire tower.
1: We used to climb it um we were kids and we quit because it was swaying and then i got dumb in my early mid-30s and went and climbed it again and then it's, oh, it's it's, it's like still just, it's just like waiting it. to fall oh, down oh man it's scary stuff <laughs> all
0: right for anybody listening don't go try to climb the fire tower mm-hmm. after mountain well cool dude i'll have to check that out man that's uh yeah. that's neat yeah. um never had the cooners to write a book
2: so what was the other one i missed the other unsung one. and uncounted unsung and uncounted yeah it's
0: but both of these books are basically just short stories right, from, right. Essay, from your yeah. life and stuff. All true. You call them essays, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, short stories, essays. Oh, there it is. Yep.
0: Yeah. Dude, we'll have to get a copy of that. Uh, put it down here in the set. That'd be cool. That's what I'm saying. Is I can j-
1: throw you one, the unsung. I I have some of those. I have that one pretty handy. I don't, the first one I don't have handy anymore, but I can drop you one off. I'll throw you in my box. Yeah. Well, any
0: of the stories from any of these books uh, stand out to you?
1: All of them. All of them. I okay. mean, I, I mean, i Haha, ha. I'm. You know, I mean, that sounded really arrogant. I'm sorry. No, all of them. No. Duh, Alex, come on. He's a masterpiece. No, uh, there's one in the second one. Uh, this this young lady catfished me to death. uh Not sort of in a romantic sense, or at least I don't think so. But she created a a brother that worked for a publishing company that was interested in my books. Mm. And so it it That's got right. weird. Woo, that she, is weird, dude. She really, yeah. She, uh, I mean, she really went all out with it too Catfish. Who,
0: who did you end up publishing uh, that was
1: a small press i don't know if they around anymore it's called banner press they okay. do some indie stuff man. when they approached me a while back about it and uh i was like heck yeah dude that's, that's awesome up.
2: well cool man let's check out your books any new books in the works
0: you said you're writing all the time
2: yeah uh what yeah. about the old stuff that didn't get published like you could still do like publish them yourself or like i worked yeah. on
0: Self-publishing a thing.
2: Well, like go to like the guys, the, the, oh, what's his name? Who did his, his book his like
0: zine or oh, whatever. Oh yeah. 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 the little spiral bound. Yeah. Jeremiah. He did like a, we had him on last week and uh he published like a bunch of his photography, a little spiral bound book. Oh yeah. Pretty cool.
2: I don't know. It's so interesting. Just curious. Like.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I've got one called 23 seven. That's a, a script I wrote a while back and then, uh, I was laid up with an injury about a year and a half ago, and I decided it was going to be a TV show. So I started turning into episodes, and it got out in Hollywood, and there's people reading it. So, oh,
2: heck yeah. Cross your
1: fingers for George.
2: Hey, there we go. Dude, that'd be badass. I know, right? What's the, what's the website where people you can, like, upload your script to? And there's, like, there's a whole website for that. Do know what that's Jeff,
0: called? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know
2: how to start these ideas off, but I don't know the conclusion <laughs> to them. But there is a website.
1: There's that... a thing
0: where you can do a thing. Yes, a thing.
1: yes. I don't well, know. 20 years ago, I did a documentary, and I pitched this idea to some folks, and they gave me a little bit of money, and I hired a crew. One of the guys on the crew his name is named Shakri Tillman, and uh, he's a buddy of mine still. That's who I got my script to in Hollywood. But you know, he worked with us then; he was just his kid and hanging out in 2001. And now he's like he writes for This Is Us. And uh, oh wow, yeah, okay, big, big that's a big, big deal, big yeah. time stuff on TV. That's awesome, man. Animal Kingdom—it's a show on TNT, like a little gangster. I don't know if I've heard sure. of that one. I've heard of "This Is Us." Yeah, um, yeah. But, but I mean, he's out there doing it, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I got a copy of it, and he loved it. So. Well, sweet man. You're doing it all.
0: I don't see how you do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it seems like a lot to to keep under wraps, but uh, kudos to you. Thank you very much. I uh, got a lot of tattoos, obviously. Uh, yeah. Just a collection from different artists all around town. Yeah.
1: And, uh, go to Aaron Sanctum okay distance from here we were
0: literally just talking about yes. him yeah uh, we want to get those dudes. dude oh, dude i know we want to get here, those man. on man it'd be cool cave nine
1: uh talk about thing. cave nine yeah, talk absolutely. about
0: you're not the first person that's mentioned aaron no and uh we had the uh uh the guy that owns firehouse uh, the firehouse community okay and um he mentioned aaron he's like sure. oh dude everything they did with cave nine and you know it was so so rad and uh just to talk about the comic and tattoo place they oh, have would sure. be really cool Phantom's awesome yeah
1: Cave Nine hands down is the best punk venue the city's ever had it, I hands guess down. you were pretty heavily involved in local music scene sure. and stuff uh, I, especially I used to we had a club called Unity 1605 it was like non-profit DIY punk rock stuff kind of like Cave Nine uh, absolutely guess, in a way. exact yeah. same fold. but it was we, I keep touching the mic uh, this was 94 97 it hmm. was ways back so um any bands you played in i would have heard of uh bands playing there or uh, bands you played in that I uh, I was a band called exhaust um it was fun we toured around the country but uh yeah I mean, okay. nothing now. We, we had a lot of bands come through a lot of these bands played furnace fest a handful of them played way back in the day at unity 1605 okay sweet uh, where
0: was that venue i've um, never heard of
1: it second avenue What's there now? They've torn it down. There's a bank there now. It's uh twenty three oh eight wait, hang on. Twenty third street and second Avenue North. Okay. Just down there in that area. Um there's a couple of uh restaurants east west. It's, it's kinda of Oh violent. yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. But there, there's like an ATM only there. bank that was where it was. So hmm. there's an old city's time, changed so. a lot. Sure, sure. How long has the, the five points location been around? Opened in two thousand twelve and then we moved into the location we're in now about three years later. Three years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one cool thing uh, we haven't really harped on, but where we're at now in Southside used to be the mill. And that's where I worked for eight years. And that's where Elise, the other owner, and I met. So, really? Yep. Yeah, we both worked there for forever.
0: So. Dang. Well, yeah. Southside's, uh, or at least the Five Points area in general, is doing really well, man. It was kind of getting rough there for a little while. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's a
1: roller coaster. It's been like that since I was 13. It'll go up and down up and down.
0: Why do you think that is? You know, just being right up the hill from, like, I don't know, uh, the university and, and everything else. I've always wondered why Southside just seemed, or the Five Points area just seemed to be in such a historic part of Birmingham,
1: why it seemed to struggle a little bit, I guess. It just, I, I guess sometimes it just attracts the wrong crowd, and then it gets situated out and then it it comes I don't know it's been like that seriously my whole life like you would like oh it's the place to be oh don't go there oh it's the place to be oh don't go there so Mm.
0: you know you guys stay busier
1: at the south side location or the 280 location Mm. both my children but uh, pound for pound 280 is smaller (laughs) and for the size it's killing it man. really it's killing it and you know it's it's supposed to turn higher I mean the demographic over there annual income is is way higher on that side of town versus south side but but south side's doing well i mean i uh again both children hmm. Love them both will you try to open any more here in alabama or in the uh in probably not in this area if i if i if i did anything else in this area it would be a different concept okay mm-hmm. so i dig the concept
0: ideas. though man the the whole yeah, no, evil bartender and you. the the, the vibe that you guys have going and uh, the wacky burgers and stuff it's really cool.
1: That's what uh, every now and then I'll, I'll get off on a rant with my employees who are all great, but I'll get on a rant with them about working for me and, you know, like, you know, just show up on time or just do the, you know, just basic stuff. And I usually always end up like, your uniform is a black t shirt with a skull on it. You know, like, I'm not asking you to wear a coat and tie. I'm not asking you to dig a ditch. Just, you know, wear this shirt. You can watch TV while you work. You know, I mean, it's just like,
0: Man. If you were gonna do a different concept, any Flip idea of what it would be? Super posh, yeah. super <laughs> just white yuppie, table cloth, yeah,
1: clean. Uh, I I don't know. I just like I said, I just I wear all my interests on my sleeve. So that's all I know. Like I'll go to other restaurants and they'll have like one piece of art on the wall, and I'm like,
0: what the man, fuck is I this know. Dude. I know.
1: So, but that's just me refusing to grow up, I guess. Oh, dude. Well.
0: I hope uh I wish you all the success going forward. Uh trying to take a break here and there. Um, you know, it seems like you work a ton and then you still find time to work out, obviously. And well, thank you. It looks yeah. like, you know, just scrolling through your Instagram, it seems like health is a big uh important thing to you and um just yeah, being active just in being general. just being active in mm-hmm.
2: general. Yeah. Not a lazy piece of shit. Like
1: <laughs> yeah. us. That's uh like I said, up the top you just scroll past it. That's my my beautiful wife, Elise. Uh not to be confused with the bar owner elise so I'd oh okay i have two so, wonderful elises in my life my wife and then my business partner best friend so. okay and how did you meet the elise that your business partnered with Oh, uh, back at the mill i was waiting she was waiting tables and i was bartending okay this was in and so y'all just got together and we're like hey we're gonna do our own thing yeah. was she part of speakeasy oh yeah okay we opened speakeasy opened uh black market uh, i i don't throw this out there usually but she's my first wife so oh okay well I just don't want to muddy the waters because we're such good friends, and like her husband's like my best friend in the world now, and so. Well, that's know. good, man. Oh, no, uh, it's, yeah, it's, that it's worked awesome. out great. Awesome, yeah, that's you know? awesome. So, you and, all know, seem to have a good working relationship yeah. and killing it. And so. so I have I have wife Elise and boss Elise. So.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> well, sweet. Well, dude, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule yeah, to come and hang. Thank, thank you very much. Right. Talk about black market a little bit. And uh, I think we talk about fires more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, firefighting is just cool, dude. Like I don't. I don't know. I, I have a million questions. We could talk about firefighting all day. Like, you know, just the proper way to approach a fire. You know, you see them climbing on the roof and doing the venting. What, sure. what does that do? What, what's the point of doing that? Uh, that it helps put got, the fire out,
1: keep it, it from it getting hotter? It helps the guys inside. So, like, you know, just imagine, like, uh, an oven's going to contain the heat inside, and, you know, and, and you go in these houses and they're in an the oven. If you have someone on the roof that vents it, the heat and smoke go up. So now all of a sudden, all you see is the fire. Mm. And like I told you, boys, the fire is, fire is not scary to me. It's it's the black and the, the heat black abyss. I mean, I'm telling you, like, it, it's tough. But fire, you know, they vent it. Then all the smoke just escapes. The heat, you know, takes off. So all of a sudden, instead of being a million degrees, it's, like, tolerable. Yeah. So.
0: Whenever you guys are called to a fire, is there ever a – do you ever have in the back of your head, like, hey, well, let's try to save the home or – yeah, or y'all just start blasting it with hoses. Like no, no, no. this we house have, is done, we, man.
1: <laughs> if, if we don't think that someone's in the house, that's our, our main, our main deal is to say, try and say that, you know, yeah, I mean, if we can limit it, you know, we go on a lot of abandoned or dilapidated houses, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll still just try and put it out as fast as possible. But if someone's living there. Yeah. So dude, it, it's harrowing. I've seen people like I pulled people out. I've pulled victims out and that, that wasn't fun. And then, uh, you know you just you never know
0: don't you always have to approach every house like it's uh occupied until proven not occupied yes or something no.
1: more or less but i mean like uh, they'll they usually there's some information you should sure. we'll pull up okay. i mean like if it's just obviously dilapidated you know i mean but there can always be someone in it so I mean, we'll, we'll do primary searches and secondary searches as soon as we can but you know, it's it's scary when you go to a house and you know someone's trapped inside, <sighs> and they're gonna die, and and get back to the children thing. And I, I saw it, and it screwed me up. I mean, it was yeah. bad. Have I mean, you
0: been able ever been able to to get people out that yeah. knew were in the home? Oh yeah,
1: no. Of Course you did. Yeah, yeah, a good feeling. You're hero yeah, right yeah, there, yeah. man. No, I just it's it's happened a few well, you times. You could look like you
0: carry like three or four people on your back easily.
1: Yeah. I, I carried a little girl out of a fire one time, apartment fire, and it, it was rolling and I, I just snatched her. She was scared, standing on her bed screaming. I just grabbed her and snatched her up mm-hmm. and I was amped the rest yeah. of the yeah. Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, good. like yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, one time we, I got to carry two kids, and then later their mom, it was a flood situation. Their car was flooded out, and I just went up there and got them. Mm-hmm. And I was stuck on that. And that was so weird. Like all the goofy stuff I've done that made national news. I was just like this jackass, two little kids on his back. And I was He's, out there with a firefighter a friend of mine. At the time, he was only 20, and he was carrying one of the kids. And he felt the kid, not bad, but he was a situation. I jokingly told him it went from, Two firefighters with three kids to one firefighter with four kids, four kids. out there. <laughs> he didn't think it was as funny as I did, but yeah, you know, I was just like You said this was like a flood situation or oh something? Oh yeah. It flooded bad over in East Lake. It uh that there's a that creek that runs through Donny Hawkins. Just mm. I mean it was it was deep. It I was mean that's recent tall, four or five years ago.
0: We've had a bunch of rain. It seemed like last year was like the most rain Alabama's ever had, yeah. like in a single year. And I know a lot of places flooded. Um Especially in areas where the uh, the drainage isn't any good, and you can just tell whole intersections are completely underwater. There's spots, there
1: spots in the city that flood. They, you know, I guess it's our underground lake that they always talk about.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody talks about Lakeview, that the lake used to be over there. I don't know where it was. What's Do you it? remember the lake in Lakeview? No, it was yeah, a long what? time ago. No shot. There's a yeah. There's a. Lake it's just a somewhere.
2: catchy name. They just named it that. Then they uh, give it a
1: backstory. Yeah, Right. but there's. Are y'all familiar with Avondale Park? Yeah, right there. Isn't that a zoo? Right, yeah. Well, that, absolutely, it was a zoo. But inside that mountain is an underground lake pond, and people used to swim in it. I, I promise you, I've seen pictures. What? Yes, but they 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 hold it up with concrete, and f- there was folklore that there was ways in, like to scale down. And I've looked extensively, couldn't find them. But the entrance is concreted up. It's right there in the front. Really? Yes, really. People, I mean, this is, they—they hold it up 50 years ago, but I want in there so bad. I mean, is that the like one that's got blue. the like the event center
0: at the top of the hill? It was yeah, literally the right b- it's literally right behind that hill. But yeah, yes, it's, it's inside that hill there's a lake.
1: What? Uh, lake pond? I don't know what you want to call it, but a, a huge underground pool. Why they why they block it up? People are drowning. I mean, they blocked it up a long time ago. Okay, man. so you can see, like, you can look at pictures of it. Have you heard of this? I can't. Yeah, he's really? over there
2: shaking his head. He's like, "Yeah, percent I've never heard of that. That's crazy.
1: Uh, I was like, at one time, well, a friend of mine wanted to get some dynamite and <laughs> tried oh, I mean, blow that blasted open. It over. <laughs> I mean, I'm dying to get in there.
0: Like, so what was it? Was it an actual entrance, or was it just yeah, like a cave that the cave they,
1: a cave entrance? But the cave entrance is dammed up now. I mean, completely concreted over. You can go and see. The, How deep was it? Well, he's never. Oh, well, you there. don't know. Okay, I mean, sorry. seriously, Dude. this has been.
0: I don't know, dude. That's There's big. something wow, in there. Man. They're hiding oh, something. I... The
2: elephant, it's still there. I know it. They're putting that <laughs> elephant
0: see. statue back up. Did you hear about that? Oh, did they really? Yeah. Well, they're going to. I'm just. I don't know if they've done it yet. They... They've been doing a lot of work at the park, man. Speaking of ponds, the damn pond there was like overflowing for like so long. Yeah. Uh, I guess the the drainage thing or whatever is supposed to help it not overflow was not working. I've seen them do work. They've had. Construction crews over there digging up all over the place in the street and in the park itself in Avondale. I, in Avondale, I assume trying to fix because I don't know if you'd gone by there in the past like six months, but there's just water you everywhere. Just drive through it oh. yeah. where the uh, where the pond just overflows over the edge of the over the edge of the concrete. Hmm. And um,
1: I just want to get in that lake. You just want
0: to get in the indoor I mean, lake.
1: It's, it's.
2: Well, call us when you do.
1: We'll come help you. Right. That's crazy. Exactly.
0: I've never heard of that. Um, I have to Google it and drawings, see if there's photos there. of it.
1: There's a, yeah, you can see drawings of the opening, especially. There's in photos of where it used to be open and it would go back.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Well, let me know if you ever find an entrance in there, man. I'll go Tell check it out. Take will. some pictures.
2: We'll bring our shovels. Yeah.
1: Thank you, boys, for having me.
0: Dude, George, this was rad. Thanks for coming to hang, man. Um, yeah, until next time. Take it easy. Thanks. Thanks.